Hello and welcome to the Ben Like Bamboo Resilience Series. To bend like bamboo is to master change with flexibility. And when we are more flexible, we are in our happiest and healthiest state. We're more open to possibility and therefore we are more resilient. So on the show, I'm introducing and interviewing special guests, um, talking about their journey, their highs and lows, how they have dealt with change and how they've had to be resilient and how they've become resilient in their lives because resilience is the key to transforming our mind body and life so i'm so excited to introduce jane today jane Vandermeer, how are you hello amanda Lovely to be so, here. I'm so wrapped to have you on the show and I'm really excited about this interview. Let me introduce you properly. So Jane has had an accomplished career within the fashion industry. She has been a designer, a, a tailor, a pattern maker. She's been in quality control. She's been a buyer, wholesale and retail sales and a lecturer. She has created and built a number of businesses within the fashion industries and creative industries. She's always loved fashion, beauty and glamour and she always looks as beautiful as she does today, always groomed. Um, but she's also very into the wellness industry and spirituality before it was even a thing. Um, so after many um, breast and healthcare scares, as well as heavy metal aluminium toxic overload due to traditional deodorants, which I too am so passionate about um, raising this awareness, mm. Jane has created her own solutions. So her signature breast care deodorant and also her next young women deodorant and her new beautiful artisan perfume oil range. Did I say that right? Well done. Well done. It's called Intuitive Whispers. It is the deodorant I love to use and it is stunning. It's rich in essential oils and beautiful natural ingredients and it works. Beautiful, ethical and artisan products for, for the woman who doesn't want to compromise between beauty, glamour and wellness. Jane is a passionate leader, connector and supporter of inspired women as well as supporting local talent and industry. So welcome, Jane. Goodness me. Thank you so much. <laughs> you can I, be my pin, my girl, Amanda. <laughs> I really think that what you what you do is really inspiring and I um and I love your range. How many years ago did you start it? Actually, uh, the start of last year. Yeah. Yeah. So it was never meant to be a business. It was I made designed it and made it for me and my girlfriends and my mum and sisters to care for us Beautiful. before I know us, here we are. Yes. Retailing and wholesale. Yeah. And now it's selling in stores and online. Yeah, all around the country, which is really cool. Well, yeah. it's really hard to find, you know, natural deodorants that work and they're starting to come out now and very yeah, much seeing them in the supermarket and price yeah. line. And, um, I use a bit tricky language though. I find like, yeah, it's a bit like, you know, when sugar-free, things came out, when you read the, the back of the label, they just have other names, you know, fructose, um, all these other names, which really are magic words for sugar. And I find that with deodorants too. If you yeah. can't pronounce what those words are, there's a possibility they're made in a lab. Yeah, just and in the bigger retail stores where it says natural, it doesn't mean that it's natural or organic at really at all. And that's why you do what you do, right? That's because right. you really that's wanted to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even as much like heavy metal overload is, 
it's a terrible thing. Gosh, it's a terrible thing. And we can choose what we put on our skin, particularly our armpits, and and it's it's a stunning range. So well done. Let's dive in. So what does resilience mean to you? Yeah, I love this question. So it means a lot of things. Um, I suppose to, to narrow it down, to me it means going within to find the answers instead of looking out all the time. Beautiful. Ask, you know, when you you're, you ask every person that stands still or you Google or you this and that, actually the answers that we're looking for, if we can create space and quiet, come within. That's probably number one. Number two, it's being resourceful and learning to think on your feet, you know, you have a cry, fall apart and then pull your socks up and, and find another way. Often, yeah. And often the new way is better for you um, and learning to how to problem solve yeah yeah and I find when to be in our most creative state um, is to be when we're calmer and yeah. more present within ourselves and yeah. often adversity forces us to go within doesn't it it does it stops us often it comes in the form of health um, yeah yeah or big change big change yeah like the ending of a relationship or even the start of a new career or embarking on a new business, all these different things and illness requires us to, to find the resilience within us, which is there. It exists. I think too, it's very easy to just keep being busy and filling every moment and every filling the quiet. And when you, when you go from thing to thing to thing, there isn't the time to, to go within and listen and hear what I call hear the whispers, hear the hear your intuition Beautiful. and your resilience. Yeah. yeah, that's intuitive whispers, isn't it? It is. That's where it's all come from. So I would love for you to share something you've been through um, and how you've had to overcome it. Yeah. When I read, uh, to think about this, there are so many things, <laughs> so many things in life. Probably one of the biggest ones, though, was a, a big theme in my life has been breast lumps and um, scares. Yeah. Uh, you know, the first one happened at, I was about 25-ish running my own business. I had to, I had, I think, three lumps. And, of course, I went into superwoman mode. I slotted my appointments in between client appointments, like going to the doctor in between client appointments. Mum said she'd come. My sisters both said they can't take me. Girlfriend said she'd take me. I said, no, 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 I'll be fine. Didn't really let myself think about what that What you be. needed. Yeah, that self-care yeah, and nurturing. That, yeah, just went into overdrive, overdrive and superwoman mode. Uh, this happened a number of times throughout my life. And then it happened again. I got a very serious lump about the size of a walnut about maybe two, oh, two and a half years before um, I launched the deodorant. And that was very serious. That I knew that was, that was very serious. Did you find it just one day yourself? Mm. I did. And I, I did completely fall apart that weekend. I will never forget that weekend. And, um, and I was single and I remember thinking, Right. And your mind sort of goes so fast. If, like, I, I've, I went into that vortex of what, instead of actually coping with what was happening, you go into what might happen. 
I might need surgery, I might need to get everything cut off, I'll never meet someone, uh, my yeah. life yeah. over. Worst uh, case scenarios. Worst case scenario. And, and I went into that spiral and I completely fell apart and <laughs> nothing mattered, yeah. That's what happens when we're stressed. We, we entertain mm. worst case scenarios and it's very fear-driven. What did that feel like thinking like in those moments, like that must be the, of the rock-bottom moment that you would have had? Definitely was. It definitely yeah. was. And I broke it to my parents, <laughs> which... Um, I come from a very non-panicky kind of family. They're very grounded. But, you know, they were quite worried and I don't want to worry them, but I suppose I, I needed support too. And yeah, it was very overwhelming. Yeah, very, yeah, it was a mess really. Yeah. yeah. And then I suppose to compound it, I did have around the same time I had a cervical cancer scare and a big, big relationship finished Yeah, and I started a new job which was enormous and it all it all came all at the same time, of course. This is how life works. So, yeah. 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 So then what was your, that was your rock bottom moment. Mm. What was your turning point that helped you to, to rise from oh, there? Yeah. I remember falling apart that weekend and you know crying and 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 I suppose look girls are pretty good at this we we cry at the time and therefore that that does help get it out and and move through things and I remember going within and deciding then and there that um breast cancer is not going to take me out it's just not I'm making it's I'm not letting that happen. I'm making different choices in my life. And um, so I looked at all sorts of things, what I was putting in my body. I've always eaten fairly cleanly, but I upped it up a notch. Um, yep. My mindset, like what I was reading, very who I listened to, yep. um, all that infiltrating. Because if I listened to too much to people that think in a very fear-driven way, it just, if I'm feeling fearful, then it just feeds that fear. Absolutely. I needed not to be doing that. Yeah. So before you took yourself out of it and to, you obviously had this moment where you changed your mind and went, I'm not, this is yeah. not going to be me. I'm yeah. going to, but when you, when you were at your lowest point, what did you start to believe about yourself? And what did you start to believe about what could be possible for you when you weren't okay? Uh, yeah, I, I thought this might, might be the end of the line. Yeah. 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 And that would have been devastating and, and, and so, so hard to feel that almost you would have, what I, I imagine myself doing that and disengaging from my body. Yes. Yes. That is actually it in a nutshell. You feel, you don't. You feel like you've left your body. You feel like you're floating above your body, watching yeah. this body fall apart. Mm. Then at some point I realised, actually, I'm getting too far ahead. It, what I'm worrying about isn't actually happening yet. Yet. So, and it may not be your reality. And then how did you go from that to, mm. okay, no, I, I've, I'm going to channel my energy differently? Yeah. Look, it... It wasn't a. It wasn't a, a click. It was. It was a one. One foot forward at a time. Gradual. 
Yeah, it was. I'm a super duper private person, so I didn't tell many people because I I knew I was pretty tender and I knew I could burst into tears at any given moment. So my way of managing that was I, I didn't want to be asked about it every moment and, and therefore because the tears were pretty close. So moving that way, um, not in denial, but just a way of coping. Uh, I think... You know what, it, it increased my faith in uh, spirit in the world beyond here, absolutely. Mm. It helped me connect with myself, my own spirit, and it, it, it gave me the opportunity to trust myself more and and create more boundaries. As a really super empathetic person, I would give so much energy to people because I wanted to, because I want to listen, help. Yeah. And I've I've reined that in, and I often it, that's taken me a lot of practice, and I'm still a work in progress. But if it comes if I give so much of myself that then I completely fall apart, that that's not self-care, self-preservation. Yeah. Self-care is such a big buzz thing at the moment, but actually to me that is more self-care of going, you know what, um, I, I need to pull back a bit. I need to. You know. And that experience and hitting such a low perhaps was the experience that taught you how to learn how to start taking care of yourself so that you could still be a giver, but you mm-hmm. it looks like you were shown how to sort of learn the hard way of how to fully receive. Enormously. And I remember reading a quote. I, I became friendly with someone I greatly admired, Eleanor Brower, who's... Um, she lives in New York, and she she wrote this quote, which I which was the right time for me to hear it because I've never forgotten it. And she said, "To look at creating a life, you don't need to have a holiday from or a break from." And I thought, "Yeah, right, right." You know, it, it's very much our culture that we work super, super hard during the week. I love this. Yeah, I'm writing it down. <laughs> this is certainly what I've always done. I, I've always had really big jobs, and I've worked really hard. Yeah. And then I fall in a heap on, especially on a Sunday, there's no energy to do fun stuff or not much energy to do fun stuff or you push through and there's no energy left. So I, I worked towards two years ago, which also came with this at a similar time. uh, And I had adrenal fatigue in there too of going, all right, how can I create a life that I don't need to... A holiday from. I don't need a holiday from. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that quote. Who said it again? What's her name? Elena, uh, E-L-E-N-A, Brower. Brower. Cool. Um, so how how's your life better now, having gone through that? A gazillion times better. Uh, you know, I, it's funny. I even look at photos of myself from that time and I... Like, this is just aesthetics, but, you know, I'm still in fashion. I look so much younger now than I did back then that that hanging on when you're on, on, on the little hamster wheel of busy, 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 
and enormous stress is different. Now, I don't function like that anymore. And even, and I've had to unlearn so much. I call it um, stepping back into my feminine power. Beautiful. So instead of pushing, pushing through the exhaustion, which is more what business is meant to be generally like, when I feel exhausted, I pull up stops and yep. stop and go and sit in a park, go for a walk, do something creative, cook, like anything. It's nurturing, day. yeah. 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 Tuesday in the middle of the day, which, like, I've never done that. And often, um, often it only takes an hour or so and I've, I start to come back to life like a flower. You sort of come back to life with creativity and then you're right again. Did you find the people around you after this experience and after you changed so much and you had to relearn how to be a whole new version of yourself, which obviously then translated into a different biochemistry in your body that now reflects um, being cancer-free, um, did you find that the people around you changed as well in your groups? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, look, I'm very conscious of what I like, like we absorb, we absorb all the things in in our peripheral, in our circles. So sitting on socials, mindlessly scanning, it does infiltrate. So, Mm -hmm. and the books we read and the movies we watch and TV and the news and all that. Conversations with friends and friendship groups and. So, Friends that, so people that are highly needy, I just balance that better now. Yeah, you probably were very attracted to that before because it served your need of giving. Um, but then when you started to shift that, maybe those that polarity didn't, didn't work anymore. And I think it's a really positive thing to talk about because when our friendship groups change um, or our connections around us um, and who we seem to be vibrating with, you know, uh, compared to before, it's okay for that to change and to move. It's not necessarily a negative thing. Don't take it personally. It is what it is. And just go, oh, that's cool. Okay, well, that's just the way it is. And I wish that person well. And this is where I'm at. It's just we do um, go through different things and we connect with people that we need to at that time. Um, but this can be hard to deal with and face when we do, um, we stop gelling with long term friends. Yeah, you're really right. It, it's and it, partners and ex partners and yeah, yeah, all of that. Because I, you know, I part one thing I enjoy and I'm I'm working at is you know my own growth, my own spiritual growth, personal growth, yeah, learning. And so, unless partners or friendships are learning and growing as well sometimes we we do move apart move away mm. and look i think that's okay i think that is that is you know i think that is often a good thing yeah but and if we can learn to take it yeah And if we can take it less personally and see it from that higher perspective of maybe it's meant to be rather than taking it personally and just being very reactive about it, it's going to help. So tell me, what did you learn on your experience? What are your golden nuggets? 
my golden nuggets. There's so many, isn't there? Um, I, I, th- I think the, one of the biggest ones, well, there's a couple of biggest ones, <laughs> is, um, is going within. Yeah. So I, how I do it is I go and stand in nature and yep. connect to myself. And I, I, for every aspect of business and guidance and uh, health and friendship and everything, I, I would default now, which is really trusting me, really. Um, yeah. So that would be my biggest difference. Instead of with a decision, ringing someone, your best friend, your mum, your boyfriend, your whatever, I might ask them, but usually I can work it out myself. And and I know if I'm asking lots of people the answer to something, the answer's usually no. If I'm not, if I'm not really, if it's not... That's a really good point. If it's not an immediate, yep, that feels really right, then it's probably a no. That's probably the answer for me. So that one's an enormous one. Number two is always, and this has probably come with age and wisdom, is creating space for... Mm allowing the whispers to come in, hence the whispers of my intuition. Beautiful. When when I feel life completely, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't hear it. I just can't hear it. And so for me, um, I and I encourage this with sort of everyone that I come across, teach, whatever, is usually creativity enables that. So whether it is go for a walk, whether it is, you know, for me, I still sew and I still do creative good things with my hands or cooking or whatever, but something creative because that's a form of meditation. Yeah. Or exercise, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and the other part is to make conscious choices about your life. Like mm. you've always done the way something the way you've done and it ain't broke. Um, the old don't fix it. Yeah. Um, I would do the reverse of that and say, okay, just because, I don't know, we've always bought this brand of a product, is that for my greater good right now? Is that for my for, for my personal growth, you know, that I eat a certain way or like you don't have to overanalyze, but just make conscious choices. Yeah. yeah, so check in and see whether the current program's working for you. And I think we don't do enough of that. And with our beliefs, I talk about that. How often are we checking in to go, oh, okay, I've been believing this story and we live in our story. And sometimes they're positive stories and they're good. Sometimes they're negative stories and limiting. And we need to check in and um, and change our minds about it sometimes with our habits and routines and how we go about things too. Such a good point. And be a bit open to, you know, what could I, can I improve a bit with this? Am I being a bit rigid in my thinking? Yeah, how can I tweak it for now with what's relevant now? Yeah. And even as much as, you know, what you're letting in, you know, whether it's like obviously in the last X amount of months of our lives worldwide, Mm. as someone who is... um, an empathetic person, I've really, really reined in how much I let into my life because for me to keep positive and upbeat pretty most days, pretty much every day, I need I can't be bombarded with all the, the fear mongering kind of stuff because you know there's fear in me, but fear doesn't doesn't fear isn't 
terribly positive. Absolutely agree. And I, I think that it has been an opportunity for us to learn how to create space for ourselves in the last couple of months where we've been forced to slow down. Mm-hmm. I know that, um, you know, I've even, we were talking about this earlier, how I was really tired this week and I had to push our interview. So thanks for doing, changing the time because I just overdid it. And, and you think you're fine and, and you, you're like, yep, I can manage this pace. But then sometimes life brings big, change or a stress that you don't know is coming so my dog wasn't well and because I was in this really fast pace and I didn't have enough space and self-care going on in the last few weeks particularly then that happened and then one more thing and blew my circuits and that's another way of seeing how you know having space is so important that you you pushed it or, you know, ask me to push it back because that that's honouring you. Which is, yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's taken me a lot to unlearn. You know, the good girl, polite side of me, like if that was the reverse, once upon a time I wouldn't have pushed it back. I wouldn't have asked. Yeah. Oh, I hated ringing you and asking you that. <laughs> I was like... Can we push it to next week? I mean, big deal. Can we make it next week? But I was like so fixated on keep the same time. Yep, no, yep, why? All that kind of stuff. And yet, <laughs> that um, it's it's such a big like. Some people have no trouble with this, but I I have found this a big one in my life. If I like, it's like going to a party or something. You say you're going to do it. You're sitting there um, with the flu on the couch, sick, but you said you'd go. And I don't like cancelling on people 10 minutes beforehand. I think it's not not very nice. And I remember getting off the couch, getting dressed, going, and then the woman I was meant to meet stood me up anyway. I'm like, yeah, see, Jane, you should listen to your intuition. And we can be so married to the idea of what people... Uh, how they're interpreting our actions and what people think of us, you know, tends to be such an important thing. Whereas at the end of the day, people don't care as much as we think. Everyone's so fixated on their own stuff. And, and it's our thing that we need to address if we're needing to show up too much. It's like, well, what's that about within us? Yep. And well, how can we transform that? And that's when we are over-caring, over-sympathetic in a Chinese medicine concept. When we look at the spleen stomach, it's always about like an imbalance of sympathy. Yes, it is. And, and I find with me it's the um, separation between the logic of, okay, I said I would do this versus the... Yeah, the head and the heart. So the heart knows that really it's it's sort of too much at the, today. Yeah. Give me a day or two and I'll be fine again. But today it is too much. And it's only of it's only till I've really been pulled up in my with my health, with all the, the challenges, um, that I now listen to that a lot more. Yeah. When I first got adrenal fatigue, I, I had my phone on silent for at least four months. I just couldn't do it, you know, yeah. and it made me stop. Yeah. Um, That's good. And it's, yeah. Yeah. So it's so hard. And even to this day, like, even though I've been through all, like paralysis, MS stuff, and, you know, that I had to learn how to slow down, still to this day, sometimes I forget. It, you know, it's, it's a daily practice because yeah. our old habits are so ingrained in us. Yes, they are. And if you're a motivated uh, go-getter of a person, mm. 
she wants to do stuff. She just yeah. wants fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. She wants to be out there and wants to, you know, connect. And But, yeah, you're right. That's the lesson of we'll find that within yourself as well as with others and then we can live a much more balanced lifestyle. This is such a juicy conversation, such an important one to share. Yeah, it's a really big one and it's a work in progress, you know, yeah. like what you've just said. I'm, I'm pretty good a lot of the time but not all the time. I still get pulled up my my tracks. So if people want to find your beautiful deodorant, um, you've got a website, intuitivewhispers.com.au. And you're also a fashion stylist. I am. I am. I've worked in the fashion industry my whole life. I love it. Love it, love it. Yes. So that is called Finesse Business and Style. Yes. And I'll put all these links in the blog. Um, and, um, and I love that. you. I love styling is such an important thing. And so you help people and businesses. Um, you've got corporate clients too, don't you? I do. I do. I had the most lovely compliment this week. A lady said to me, cause I run a membership program as well as working one-on-one. And she said to me, Jane, she said, you don't write it as such, but you sprinkle she said, you sprinkle chicken soup throughout your styling. You teach us about self-love and authentically loving our body. And she said, I'm a grown-up and I don't really love my body. And you're starting, you're helping me do that. That's beautiful. And I thought that's the most lovely compliment because, yes, it's about the outside and, and you know, I love fashion. But to me, it's marrying the inside uh, as yeah, well. Yeah, and how we think and feel is so important. That's why I love fashion too is it's mm. not so much um, the aesthetic. So it's more just how it makes me feel. Mm. And, you know, even I'm not wearing any nail polish now because I haven't for months, but, um, but yep. it's just colour therapy. And Yeah, I am. But, yes, but I do mine. But, yeah, it is. It's, it's an extension of who we are. Yeah. It? Yeah, and, and, and it can really help you to be a way to self-nurture yourself as well. And on the days where I'm finding, you know, uh, lockdown hard, I, you know, I'll just get a bit more dressed up or I'll make a bit more effort. I'll wash my hair. It does make me feel better. It does. I'll even go as far as putting on, putting on high heels, even if I'm sitting I love it. on and I'm on Zoom or whatever. Yeah. It just makes me feel like me and... I, I might present better that day or connect or it might just it be about, you know, lifting my spirits. How much do you want to bet that we're going to see people in the next six months wearing tracksuits and high heels as the new fashion? <laughs> <laughs> that or a ball gown to the supermarket, yes. <laughs> I love that. When I was working for Jeton Couture, yeah. they, I, I did wear a massive gown, a black couture gown with tulle this big like oh, a wedding dress and well, we would just go down the road for coffee. Yes. <laughs> Yes, so good. Yes, yes, I remember those days very well. <laughs> I think that's really nice. And um, yeah. yeah, it was a magical world. Yeah, the fashion world is wonderful. And thank you so much for today, Jane. It's so lovely to talk to you and to hear your golden nuggets. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's a great honour to be on your lovely podcast thank you all right everybody no matter what you are going through i want you to believe that you can overcome it and discover what you are made of um so i'll see you next time